This week, let's talk about that sinking feeling you get when you realise your marketing creatives suck. It's easy to blame the agency and to look elsewhere, but maybe it's all about your strategy or lack of it. This week, it's just me and the mic, and this is episode 290 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. podcast is all about marketing your business and growing your business and for talking about all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a consultant, speaker and trainer from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing simple. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, however, it's just me and the mic, and I want to talk about marketing strategy. And please, before you run away from the strategy word, I do know that the strategy word often gets people diving for cover or rolling their eyes or preparing themselves for hours and hours of pure boredom in a boardroom surrounded by post-it notes. That's not what this show's all about. This show is all about simplicity, but it is important to have a strategy in place before you start to put together your marketing communications. And I want to talk to you about an example as to how that affected me early in my career and how it corresponds to an article I've recently read in Marketing Week by Professor Mark Ritson. But before we get into that, if you enjoy the Marketing and Finance podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd do me a favour. Can you leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a five-star review if you enjoy the show? It improves the reach of the show. It gets the show in front of more people. All you need to do is go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'd be really really grateful. Thank you so much for doing that. All right, let's talk about marketing strategy. And I want to talk about it from the point of view of briefing agencies. So I need to take you back a few years. Actually, it's more than a few years. It's probably more like 15 years. But I was a a marketing manager or a product manager or something like that. And one of my responsibilities was writing briefs for marketing creative agencies. Now, we were doing a lot of product development at the time, and every time we launched a product, as you would expect, we would do a marketing campaign, and that would involve advertising. Now, it wasn't TV advertising at the time. It was more like posters and billboard adverts and adverts inside printed magazines. Crikey, do you remember printed magazines? But I was responsible, along with a couple of the other marketing people, to put together the briefs for the marketing agencies. Now, what we would do for each campaign is we'd put together a brief, and we'd send out that brief to three or four marketing agencies. We'd give them a little bit of time to have a read of the brief and to have a think about what they would do to approach the campaign. And then each of those agencies would come in and they'd do a presentation of their creative interpretation of our brief, almost like a marketing agency beauty parade, of course. And then we would select which one we liked the best, the ones where we thought the creatives had the best opportunity of maximising the amount of revenue we would get from launching that product with that creative campaign. This was one of the parts of the job that I really, really enjoyed. 
seeing those presentations from those agencies. There was always that feeling of anticipation when they arrived with their great big cardboard boards showing the illustrations of their creatives. It was always interesting to see, would they go for a really colourful approach? Would it be more moody and dark and black and white? How engaging would it be? What would be the strap lines that they would suggest for the marketing campaign? Very, very exciting. But sometimes I'd be really disappointed by their pitches. And it all came to a head one time where, as I said, we'd sent out the brief to four agencies. And we had the beauty parade for all four agencies. And all four of the pitches just didn't land. Every single one of them, there was something just not right about it. It was either not on the right message or the execution of the creative just didn't feel right. All of us in the room were sort of giving ourselves sideways glances as if, Oh no, this isn't going well, is it? I don't like this creative. Let's just hope that the next one coming in will actually meet the brief. And then the next one came in and the same thing happened. We were disappointed with the creative. The message didn't feel right. The message was off. Again, more sideways glances at each other. Why aren't these agencies getting it? Don't they get what we're trying to do? Are they not the right sort of agency for us? Have they lost their creative ability? Did they ever have any creative ability? And I remember at the end of those four pitches, we went to debrief in one of the meeting rooms and we just looked at each other and said, we can't go with any of those. They're just all rubbish. They're not creative enough. The messages aren't on point. We'll have to get other agencies to pitch. Now, up until this point, the marketing director had kept quiet but he actually stroked his chin, as he often did when he was about to say something profound. He says, do you know what, guys? This isn't down to the agencies. It's not that they lack creativity. It's not that the messages don't land. I've just been reading through the brief that we sent them all, and I think it's our fault. We haven't briefed them well enough. It's their interpretation of our poor brief that has led to our disappointment today. This is on us. And now in 2022, I've just read this article in Marketing Week by Mark Ritson, and it's brought it all back to me. The heading of Mark's article is, do you have a strategy worthy of a brief? These three questions will tell you. Now, the main thrust of the article is some research which was carried out by the Institute of Professional Advertisers. And effectively, the upshot of the research is that on the whole, marketers are not very good at briefing agencies. In fact, the overall statistic that they quote in their research says 80% of marketers think they're good at writing briefs, but only 10% of agencies agree. And looking at some of the other statistics, 6% of agencies think that marketers provide clear strategic direction in their briefs. And yet 78% of marketers think that they are giving that clear strategic direction. 66% of marketers think their briefs clearly define the target market, but only 38% of agencies agree. 55% of agencies also think that briefs are missing clear objectives. The article goes into a lot more detail about these statistics, but there I am reading this article and thinking about that example back 15 years when we had those four pitches which just hadn't landed and we thought it was the agency's fault. No, we were doing exactly what this article says. We hadn't briefed the agency properly. 
In fact, if truth be told, our brief effectively said, we're launching this product, please go away and create an advertising campaign for us. We hadn't given them enough information to create a proper creative campaign. Now, of course, the marketing director soon put us back on track, and the next version of the brief that we sent out absolutely did fulfil its requirements and gave the agency everything that they needed in order to come up with a good creative campaign. And I remember the next series, I think we only had three agencies pitched the next time, but we chose one and the campaign was really successful because we'd done the briefing properly. And now reading this article by Mark Ritson, It's almost exactly what the marketing director said 15 years ago that we had to do to put together an effective brief. So here are the three questions that Mark says you have to include the answers to in your brief if you're going to get the right sort of response from the creative agency, if you're going to get something that's going to work for your campaign. The first question is, who is the target? Now, that might seem like the bleeding obvious, but 15 years ago, we hadn't defined the target market for that particular product. In fact, it was probably something incredibly vague, like everybody in the UK between the ages of 25 and 65, i.e. everybody. You cannot be as broad and as vague as that with your targeting. You need to give the agency an absolutely clear target. Who are they talking to? What's the demographic? What are their interests? What are their careers? What are their aspirations? What are their likes? What are their dislikes? You've got to know who you're talking to so that you can create the messages, so that you can make the creatives engage that particular target audience. And we didn't do that. We didn't provide a clear enough target market for the agency to work with. The second question Mark says you have to answer, and again, the marketing director said this 15 years ago, is what is your position? Now, I have to say, I'm not a massive fan of the term position. It's a bit jargony. It's one of those marketing jargon phrases that often confuses people. I prefer to use the word offer instead of position. In fact, I use the word offer in my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans, as an alternative to position. But effectively, a position is the articulation of your offer to that target market that you have defined. What is the problem that that target market faces that is solved by the product that you're wanting them to engage with? How does that product meet their needs? How does it compare to the alternative products in the market? How does it compare on price and features and benefits to competitor products? What is the simple message which goes with that position? Is it a price play? You know, we're the cheapest in the market. Is it a value play? Is it a quality play? It's very important to absolutely define the offer to the target market. Now, thinking back 15 years, I think we did get a bit of the positioning right in those briefs, but it still could have been a lot clearer and we could have articulated a lot better how we stood out from the competition, how it was different to our competitors and some of the benefits that it would bring to the target market. And the third question that Mark says you have to answer is, what are the objectives of the campaign? Now, again, doesn't that just seem as if it's absolute bobby basics. But again, thinking back 15 years, we didn't say what the objectives of the campaign were. As I said, it was effectively, here's our product, go and create a marketing campaign. So of course, the agency didn't really know what they were trying to do. Were they trying to just raise awareness of the product? Was it all about increasing sales? Was it all about awareness? Was it all about building that product into the brand? Was it about increasing revenue? Was it about going after a particular market share? Was it getting people to sign up for seminars? 
We weren't clear what the objectives were, and therefore the agency didn't have enough information to go on. Now, I'll caveat this. You know, you could say, well, a good agency would have phoned you back, wouldn't they? Or said, we need another meeting because we don't have a clear enough target market. We don't have a strong enough position, and we aren't really clear on your objectives. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I think they probably should have done that. But as it turned out, they just filled in the gaps themselves. They made assumptions about the target market. They made assumptions about the positioning, and they made assumptions about the objectives. And that's why the creative campaigns that they pitched to us didn't land. It wasn't their fault, though, because we hadn't given them all the information they needed in order to craft a proper creative response to our brief. I'll always remember that meeting following those four pitches when the marketing director effectively put us back on track. And I've never made that mistake again. But isn't it interesting to read Mark Ritson's article, which suggests that actually today this is still going on. Marketers are still not putting together briefs in that way that answer those three questions. And do you know what? It's the answer to those three questions, which is effectively your marketing strategy. Who's your target market? What's their problem? How do you solve their problem better and preferably different to everybody else? How do you compare to alternatives? How do you compare to the competition? And finally, what are the objectives of the campaign or the marketing strategy? What is it that you're wanting to achieve? Those are the strategic foundations that you need in order to create a creative marketing communications campaign. And it would appear from the research that we're still not nailing this. Now, there's nothing complicated about that. Don't call it strategy if you don't want to call it strategy. If strategy is a word that puts you off, then don't call it strategy. But target market, position or offer and objectives are absolutely key to putting together a marketing strategy. When I go out and do presentations and talks and workshops around the country, I actually talk about having an offer, having goals, and having activity. And the activity, of course, is the marketing communications, the adverts, the promotions, the content that comes out of the strategy. But my offer, goal, and activity model is very similar to answering those three questions that Mark has articulated in his article. In fact, I've summarized it and simplified it even more into something that I call the circle of marketing simplicity. But if I look at the circle of marketing simplicity and lay it alongside Mark Ritson's article in Marketing Week, it's effectively the same sort of thing. Ensure you know who you're targeting, your position, your offer, how you're solving their problem, and the objectives. Have those things in place, and the marketing communications, the creatives, the content, the promotions, it will all flow from there. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little canter through marketing strategy from the point of view of briefing agencies to come up with really successful, creative marketing communications campaigns. I've really enjoyed reminiscing about those experiences from the past. And you know, it's experiences like that in the past that shape what we are in the present. And of course, it helps us be stronger in the future. If you need help with your marketing, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the circle of marketing simplicity and how it could help you put together a simple marketing strategy, and I 
promise that working with me isn't complicated, it's very simple, then do please get in touch. The website is rogeredwards.co.uk. That's simply rogeredwards.co.uk. Get in touch. Let's have a chat. You can also find me on Twitter at Roger underscore Edwards. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Until we meet again, remember, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. for listening to the marketing and finance podcast if you enjoyed the show please share it with your friends and colleagues and consider leaving me a review on itunes until the next episode keep marketing your business to keep growing your business